Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Catch Fire. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 1, titled Valley of the Heart's Delight. Alright, we're back here again. Back around to another season, starting uh, Season 3, getting in the premiere of this third quarter of Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, And, damn, this season's off to a very... Very good start. This premiere, it does an excellent job of doing exactly what a season premiere should do. Uh, It eases you back in. Sort of helps the viewer get their footing after however long of not having Halt and Catch Fire in their lives... Although, in our case, we literally just finished season two earlier today. (laughs) So, that might not apply to our purposes. uh, But it does a good job of helping the viewer, guiding the viewer to sort of gain their sea legs. And sort of refresh them on where every character is. While at the same time doing a lot to sort of set up the main storylines of this season. Particularly in regards to mutiny. Because like 99% of this episode is mutiny. There is very little of Joe McMillan and his whole antivirus theft deal. It's very much in the background. And this is really about establishing where mutiny is at the moment. Which, speaking of which, mutiny is doing pretty great. It's been like, I think they said it was six months. Since they moved over to California, uh, they finally got their new network up and running. In fact, the opening scene is their little, quote-unquote, Independence Day party. And they're having a good time. They're partying. They're having a celebration. They brought a reporter there who is kind of unamused. We'll get to that later. Uh, Gordon and Donna are rushing to get the mainframe up. Rushing to get the network online. Before this reporter walks out, uh, they manage to do it, just barely, and then Cameron, (laughs) in celebration, (laughs) in celebration, throws a live firework at their fax machine. (laughs) Man, what a mutiny way to say, we have our own independent network. Uh, we don't have to answer to corporate overlords anymore. That's one way to send that message. <laughs> Is it the most efficient way? Probably not, but it's a way. <laughs> so, that happened, and then Cameron and Donna give a whole speech, uh, thanking a lot of people, uh, Gordon for getting the mainframe up and running, Uh, to all their staff for 
being so committed for making the move from Texas to California. Uh, they congratulate Boz on the birth of his grandson. Boz is a grandfather now. Yay! And by the way, there's a whole subplot in this episode of uh, Boz calling a son, calling a son, calling a son. And he just keeps missing him. Uh, so Boz is kind of like, oh, I don't get to talk to my son in this pivotal moment of his life. Uh, but then the son calls back and is like, hey, uh, yeah, sorry I kept missing you. That was a whole thing. Uh, but I named my son Samuel John Bosworth. The son's middle name is John. After his grandfather. Aw, what a wholesome little subplot. I love, I love Boz. <laughs> Boz is the best. I just, I just want all the happiness for him from now until the end of time. It is beautiful. Uh, so they're having their Independence Day celebration. Everything's great. Everything's amazing. Uh, but behind the scenes, they are having some issues adjusting uh, the Clarks in particular, uh, their children are kind of all over the place right now. An earthquake happens and the girls get scared, or rather one of them gets scared and the other is a really good liar. <laughs> one of them gets scared and the other's like, I'm not scared, but is actually scared. And we find out later in the episode. Uh, also, Joni got into a fight at school. So that happened. And while Cameron's like, did she win? Gordon and Donna are horrified because they're parents. They're good parents. So, of course, they're horrified at the idea of their daughter fighting someone. And they have this conference with the principal. Uh, the mother of the other girl comes. And she is surprisingly relaxed about this. Like, okay, look. Uh, I don't blame you at all. I don't blame Joni at all. Like, this was purely uh, my daughter uh, acting out because of the things that are happening uh, between me and her father. We're going through divorce proceedings, and she's lashing out, and Joni got caught in the middle of that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I take responsibility for this. Uh, it's fine. And being very, very nice. Like... Donna, Gordon, and, well, Donna and the other mother, the mother of the other child, particularly, like, kind of establish this nice rapport. They kind of, like, become very friendly as a result of this in some weird twist of fate. But, so, the Clarks, not really adjusting all that well, but hey, Mutiny's doing amazing until a hit piece comes out from that reporter who is not amused at the Independence Day celebration, uh, claiming that they'll be dead by 88. So they're trying to figure out, okay, what's the next big thing? What's the next big thing for Mutiny to keep us relevant? While they're trying to figure this out, uh, and they're building out the whole neighborhood, because I totally forgot to mention this in the Season 2 finale, but uh, they changed the interface to basically be like a flat-out neighborhood, and they have little avatars, and it's like uh, this cute little town, and you go to... 
different chat rooms, and it's like different places in the town, and it's really, really cool. But anyway, as this is happening, a new coder, Ryan, hey, I remembered someone's name in the first episode. That never happens. <laughs> uh, Ryan makes a presentation to Cameron and Donna saying, okay, look, there's a back door in private chats. It's a huge problem. We need to deal with this. And he lays out this, like, big solution that would, like, cost a lot of time, cost some money, uh, this big, complex workaround, and Don and Cameron are like, oh, I don't know. And then, uh, freaking Ryan, Jesus, I forgot his name immediately. <laughs> I was so, I was doing so well, and then I just hit rock bottom. Uh, but anyway, Ryan gives, like, this big pile of private chats that he stole, uh, by using this back door, and Cameron and Donna freak out over this, like, hey, that is a direct violation of our user agreement. That's bad. That's awful. That's the worst. And so, basically, Ryan's idea gets thrown out. Ryan gets pushed out the door, uh, much to his chagrin. And he does get a raise, 15% raise, but he's still, like, not entirely fulfilled, and it's just kind of obsessing. This whole thing. After this happens, Cameron goes to meet this one guy... Who she is uh, getting these joysticks from. Uh, she's doing a trade with some guy on the site. Doing some guy with... Uh, doing some trade with a guy on the network. And, he, and she accidentally slips up something she saw in a private chat. She accidentally slips up and mentions something she wasn't supposed to know... And that she saw in an illegally accessed private chat. So, needless to say, that is a bug that needs to be fixed. And Cameron and Donna at one point are like, yeah, we should probably fix that. At the same time, they also come up with the next big thing for mutiny. They decide that they're going to get into online trading. One of the reasons why mutiny users aren't staying on for as long as they'd like is because they're going offline for phone conversations and for trading. Now, phone conversations, they can't mess with. They don't want to because that's a genuine connection. But these purely transactional deals, these trades... They can use that and build a spot on Mutiny specifically for trading. Make Mutiny their one-stop shop for trading. So that they don't have to go offline for that. So that they can stay on longer and do this thing they were already doing anyway. And they're like, okay, now, we need to be very careful about this. Because we came onto this 
using the private chats, going through the private chats, we cannot say anything about this shit. We need to get rid of all this. So, kind of in a bit of a gray area to come up with this idea, but it's a great idea. So now, mutinies basically going to become eBay before eBay, Amazon before Amazon. They're basically going to get into this online trading space and innovate in that realm. So get ready for that lovely, lovely time. Uh, Meanwhile, you see these ads throughout the entire episode, and it's just three words. Are you safe and it's promoting this presentation that's going to be made by joe frickin mcmillan and of course gordon is not happy about this gordon apparently was already suing joe but now this just reignites his anger his frustration at joe mcmillan for having used him and stolen his idea and made a boatload of money off of it Because he's been selling that to a ton of big fat corporate clients. And making a shit ton of money. And at one point, like, Gordon just sits down with the coders. And just gets high with them. (laughs) Well, actually, at one point, he recommends doing a Tandy Shandy, as he calls it. Uh, It's a two-part plan to sort of get you through... Late hours. One gets you energized. It's a Coca-Cola. The other's a beer. <laughs> one is... <laughs> one keeps you up. One gets you through. One keeps you caffeinated. The other is beer. <laughs> it's literally just an excuse to drink beer. <laughs> uh, But... Drinks some beer, gets high with these coders, talks about how brilliant Joe is and how much of a master manipulator he is. Basically spouting, basically spouting exactly what I've been saying about Joe this entire discussion long, but in much more dramatic terms. And it's a great scene. It's a really amazing monologue. And Scoot McNary does a great job with it. Uh, And then he comes home high and... It's really bizarre. (laughs) He has this bizarre interaction with Donna and Cameron. Oh, Cameron, by the way, is living with the Clarks. And it was supposed to be temporary, but she's still there after six months. So, there's that. (laughs) Remember, Gordon and Cameron don't exactly like each other all that much. Are not exactly on the nicest of terms. But anyway... That's all happening, and then we get the end of the episode. Joe steps up, he's giving this big presentation, looking like a discount Steve Jobs. Like, seriously, he has, like, the glasses and beard look, like the disheveled genius look, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing with that shit. He knows exactly, like, what vibe he's trying to give off. What vibe he's trying to give off with the glasses and beard look. Like, he's not fooling anyone. And he gives the big presentation of protection from fear. 
with this antivirus software. And he does a great job of selling it and says, also, we're going to be giving away our consumer version for free. I charge my corporate clients all the monies, but that's because they can afford it. For the users, it's free. In other words, we're not going to take your money, but please have our product. And it goes around the consumer base so much and is praised so much that it gets more big corporate clients in the door who have to pay for it. Hmm. Very sneaky, Joe. I I like it. I like the sneakiness of this business model. Oh, also, guess who's in the audience at this Joe McMillan presentation? But Ryan, who seems to really love the idea of security. More on that in coming episodes. Anyway, uh, yeah, season's off to a good start. (laughs) Can't wait to go through the rest of it. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 2. Talk to you then.